friends, it's Ruth. I want to talk today about something we have probably all experienced, and it's that moment when you decide where you know you have made a decision, where something has just landed and you know now is the time to act. And the word decide actually means to remove yourself from all other possibilities. So when we make a decision, we might say, oh, this took me forever to make this decision. But actually, a decision happens in a moment. What can take forever is you getting yourself ready to make that decision. And in my own recovery, I remember that moment where I said enough. I can't do this. If I continue like this, no one is going to survive, me most of all, my kids. And that's when I decided. And I didn't leap into action at that moment, but there was this internal switch inside of me that decided, and I knew that this was a path I had to take. Mary Oliver has a poem called The Journey, and it's one of my favorites. And this is what I swear it feels like to make some of these decisions. So it's called The Journey. And she says, One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice. Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundation, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. So I love this poem. And it's the idea of deciding. Just coming to that spot in yourself where you know this is enough. I need to do something different. And she talks about the voices shouting their bad advice. And isn't that what it's like? Because every decision or every major decision or life change that you're going to make, there is going to be somebody shouting, don't do it. And that somebody might be your own inner critic saying, don't do it, stay small. You can't do this. Don't even, why are you even thinking so big? Don't do this. It could be a partner. It could be your family. It could be any number of things. It could be what you think the world expects of you, telling you that you need to stay small. You need to be small and ashamed. And don't you dare think that you can do anything more that you are. It could be the voice inside you that is in so much pain that it can't imagine moving on from that place. That voice that says, just curl up. This is, this is what life is. 
that's the voice shouting the bad advice. And then the whole house began to tremble. Because when you make these decisions, the world doesn't always just fall into shape. In fact, oftentimes the world says, what? Why are you doing that? Why, why would you make a change? Why are you doing something different? Uh, the, the kick coke machine analogy is one of my favorites. And it goes like this. Every day you go to the coke machine, you put your money in, you get a coke. Or maybe today you put your money in and you get an organic iced tea. I, maybe my metaphor needs to be updated. But one day you go and you put your money in and the machine says, no, no iced tea for you, no, no Coke for you. What do you do? Do you just say, oh, that's all right, and walk away? No, you probably press the button again. Press the give me my money back button. That doesn't happen. You might get a little angry at that Coke machine. And this is what happens when we make a change in our life. The people around us and the circumstances that are around us are used to a certain reality with us. And when we change that, people are going to be, what? That's, that's not how this goes. This isn't how we behave or you behave. And you're going to get some pushback. So when you change your behavior, you should almost expect the other people in your life are going to give you a bit of a hard time. And that's okay. And this is why it's so important to decide and to find that knowledge deep within yourself and move from that point, not from some superficial thing where, oh my God, I need to lose 20 pounds because I want to look like so-and-so on Instagram. That's not a decision. That's you taking uh, external input and then putting it on yourself as a way to make yourself feel bad and saying, well, this is what I have to do. Now, a decision comes from somewhere deeper and you know when you've made a decision. And here's one of my favorite lines in the poem is where you felt the old tug at your ankles, mend my life, each voice cried. And when I was making my journey from alcoholism into recovery, that whole mend my life, and if you've got kids, you know what this is like. You think, well, how can I possibly take this time for myself? How can I possibly focus on myself when my kids need me, when so-and-so needs me? And I would feel like I would start to make this journey and I would get pulled back. I would make it five steps out and I would get pulled back four. And then I might make another three steps and I would get pulled back two. And it was exhausting. But I had decided. So I kept moving. And the men, my life voices, they were terrible. She says here in the poem, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundation, though their melancholy was terrible. This is how it goes. You make a decision and people don't like it. You question yourself constantly. What, why am I doing this? Who am I? to take this time. And to quote Marianne Williamson, who are you not to? You playing small. Are you not taking care of yourself? Are you not being the best possible version of yourself serves absolutely nobody. 
you trying to fit yourself into a peg that you think society or your friends or your family or whatever construct you have thinks that you should be in. You trying to force yourself into that little peg serves nobody. And if you have kids, you not being yourself, you not being authentic does not serve them. You showing them what taking care of yourself and showing them what you need to do to find a solid foundation in yourself and then show up for them from that place instead of the precarious ego-based place where you're constantly focused on what things should be or getting all the superficial junk done, but showing up from a grounded place, showing them that. We don't have to be perfect for our kids. We don't have to be perfect for our kids. We think that. I thought that. I thought I have to be absolutely perfect at everything and never make a mistake. But imagine the kind of pressure that puts on kids. Mom is always perfect. I can never screw up. And then what does that set them up for? So she continues in the poem. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world. And that's what this journey is. It's connecting with a voice that's your own. And sometimes you haven't heard that authentic voice for so long that you don't even know what it sounds like anymore. And that turning off all the garbage and all the constant barrage of other people's opinions of what's going on has drowned out that voice and you don't hear it anymore. But it's reconnecting with that voice that you recognize as your own, your own self. Hearing that voice Connecting with that voice is the purpose of this journey. And then she says, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. And again, if you're a parent, you think, well, I have to take care of my kids first. But go back to the oxygen mask metaphor. Well, it's not a metaphor because they still tell you to do this on planes. But for you to help anybody in your life, for you to be able to take care of your kids, for you to be able to do your job, to show up for the relationships in your life, you are no good if you're not taking care of yourself. And if you don't model that behavior for your kids, you are not serving them. Because what they'll learn is that instead of dealing with stuff that you numb or you pretend everything is fine, and that's not a lesson well, it's not a lesson I wanted to give my kids. When I got sober, my kids were, my kids were in elementary and middle school, and they're, they're adults now. And while I didn't display all my struggles for them, they did know that I was making a major change. And I did talk about why, why I did it. And I, I waited a bit. I didn't tell them. All right, mom's going to stop drinking now. 
I, I, I got a couple few months under my belt. But I have always been open about my recovery. And part of the reason I do that is so that other people feel that they have permission to be open around me. And I absolutely refuse to acknowledge any sort of shame in the fact that I am not able to drink. There's nothing shameful about that. There's nothing shameful about needing to get sober. It is in the same way if you found you had another chronic illness and had to adjust your diet or you had to exercise more or you had to take a medication. There is no shame in taking care of yourself. And in fact, it's more important that you do take care of yourself than pretend everything is perfect. Perfection is often the thing that we use to try to cover up the shame we feel about the inadequacies in ourselves, about the things that we don't like about ourselves. So as Mary Oliver says in her poem, The Journey, perhaps today will be the day that you finally know what you have to do. And then you take a step towards what you have to do. And if you're thinking about recovery or if you're in recovery and struggling, listen to this podcast. You can go on my website, chatwithruth.com. There's a worksheet there that you can fill out. There's always going to be really simple techniques here that you can use. Just a little step, small things that you can do easily, things that you can do in just a few minutes. And if you want to get on a clarity call with me, click the link on the website, chatwithruth.com. But give yourself the gift today of listening for that voice, the one that you might recognize as yourself. Find out what that person has to say. Connect from there. And then take one small step that moves you forward on your journey, whatever that journey is. And even as the world might shout its bad advice, even as people cling to your ankles, even as you get pulled back four steps every time that you make five forward, keep moving forward. Listen to that voice. Honor the decision that you've made. And your tribe will show up. People who will support you on this journey will show up. I'm Ruth. I'm the Recovery Coach. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll talk soon.